This is the Startup with Kids podcast, episode eight. You're listening to the Startup with Kids podcast. Telling the stories, strategies, and successes of parents doing business. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I am your host, Dan Cumberland, and this, of course, is the Startup with Kids podcast. Today, before just before we jump into the interview, and it's a fantastic interview that we have for you, I just wanted to ask you a quick favor. If you've listened to any number of of our episodes, whether this is your first episode of, of Startup with Kids that you've taken in or you've been listening since day one... One of the one of the most important things, just in growing, starting a podcast and growing a podcast, is being found in podcast directories, whether that be iTunes or Stitcher or any of the other directories. And in order to be found, you have to have ratings and you have to have reviews. And so, would you just take a quick moment and just leave us a review? You can just hit pause. I'll be here when you get back. And that would just be so valuable for us. Just an honest review, as many stars as you think we deserve. And any comments about just the, what's good about the show, would I just so, so love that. So consider it. Thanks. Today's guest is an email marketing master. He blogs, he podcasts, and he sends emails almost every single day. I'm on on his list and it's just great content all about sending marketing messages, how to sell, how to deliver content in a way that's entertaining and valuable. He also has an exclusive paid newsletter all about the tips and tricks and strategies of, of email marketing. We talk about just all, all kinds of facets of, of communicating via email, selling via email. And it was just such a treat to do this interview. I can't wait to share it with you. So please welcome to the show, Ben Settle. Hey, Ben, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. So you're a marketing expert. I'm curious, what's the first thing you ever sold? In my life when I was a kid or just like in general? On yeah, the internet yeah. Or- like just when you were a kid. I'm just curious, like when did when did marketing take root in who you are and what you wanted to do with, with your life? Well, back in those days, I hated I, I sucked. I was the guy that, you know, when I was a kid, I remember selling something with one of my friends. I don't even remember what we were selling. It was probably something for school or whatever. And we were like 10 years old. And I remember getting lectured by someone at the door because I didn't know what no solicitation meant. And the guy's like, hey, can you read? Can you kids read? And I'm like, what? yeah. See what this says? No solicitation. You're not supposed to be selling me anything. So I, I kind of hated selling. Even up in, when I first got in business, I started out in MLM when I got out of college. And even that I was terrible at. I was, I'm just an introverted guy. I don't want to – I don't really like talking to a lot of people and I don't like going up in cold – calling people and cold selling. It's just not my thing. I'm, I'm, I'd rather just sit up here in my cave like the Grinch and you know complain about the who's <laughs> or whatever. And when I got into online marketing, it was much easier. In fact, when I stumbled into this idea of copywriting and marketing, direct marketing, the first thing I sold was the MLM I was in. I sold like – I sponsored a couple people I think. And this is what, like 15, 16 years ago. But uh, you know, it – so that was it, and and then I quickly got out of that because I real I just didn't I didn't really like doing it, and after that I was just selling my own services. That was the main sale. Yeah. 
That's fun to hear. I think, especially from you know listening to your podcast and reading your reading your stuff. I don't think of you as a uh, as an introvert, um, but I, I guess that is the way that the internet does allow us to do business in the way that suits us best. And it seems like you're you're doing it really well. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, I heard there's this um there's this it's not on Netflix anymore. It was maybe it'll come back, but it's definitely on Amazon Prime for sale or for rent. And it's it's uh, a PBS, and it was just like documentary about Johnny Carson, the late Johnny Carson, who was like the king of talk, talk, nighttime talk show. I mean, no one's ever beat him. Everybody bows at his altar, so, you know, figuratively speaking, even to this day. And he was like that apparently too. He was just a very shy guy, very introverted, very shy, but introverted guy, very standoffish, didn't really like deal with a lot of people. But when you put him on a camera or on stage, he could control, see, he didn't, he's not at the mercy of everyone else. He's in control of it. And I think that's probably the same with guys like me, too. I don't have podcasts. I don't, I'm just talking to my producer. I, I don't really think of anyone else listening to it necessarily. And it's easy. But if I was, if you put me in a party and said, here, go in there and mingle, I, I would just be like, in hell, man, I would hate it. I would, like, get me out of here. <laughs> that's cool. It kind of defies some of the, I think the stereotype of a salesman is, or, or just people who are in, in marketing or, you know, super extroverted and, you know, like, talk a mile a minute and all those things curious you know even if it you, know, you answered that in, in your first question just if it's always always come naturally i think like getting into marketing and figuring out how to sell something there's a learning curve involved and it feels really uncomfortable at first i'm curious just if you could speak to like so for someone who hasn't thought about like what uh, how to set up a sales funnel like how do they start could you give us just some of those those basic kind of foundation ideas yeah, I mean, the, the, especially if you're just starting out, this is mandatory. You got to keep it simple. You know, there's so many products and voices out there. Oh, you got to do this with your funnel, and you're doing this wrong with your funnel, and are you making these 20 mistakes with your funnel? And you know, just forget all that stuff. Here's what it really comes. This is the entire essence of direct marketing. Find, come up with attractive offers and dangle them in front of receptive audiences who want what you have. <laughs> you don't have to make it any more complicated than that. You you find a market with a intense pain that they want to get rid of. It can be a physical pain, it can be mental, it can be a desire they have, but it's something that they want. There's something that they want. And as long as they have money, you don't want to go to people who don't have any money, obviously. And then find a product to sell to them that's going to fulfill that want or that need or get rid of that pain. It's And that's your funnel to start with, that one product. After that, you want to make the second sale. So you'll find something else to sell to them, which you need to do. But that's your, those here, if you're on the internet, it's really simple. You get the opt-in, which could be free. I mean, it's not the only way to do it, but free opt-in, sell them the first product and then back end sell them another product after that. That, that is, that will give you a foundation of a nice thriving business if you do it right. And as far as like, as you dangle that offer out there, email is really important to you. And you, you talk a lot about just the power of, of direct marketing, you know, with, with email over other, other mediums. What's the anatomy of a good marketing message? Well, I mean, first I'll say that email is not, I mean, that's what I choose to use, but it's not the only way to do it. And, yep. you know, to me, it's about learning communication more than like the, the thing. I happen to apply it to email, but the skills you'll learn by selling on the internet through various means, they're all the same, basically. I mean, there's little nuances here and there. 
But, um, you know, the foundation of the message is the same. You find out what they want and you show them how to get it and you do it in a way that's fun and entertaining. So this is the key. Everybody's just out there giving free content away, just sending their list, all this free stuff. And they feel good about it and their list will love them for it. They'll praise you for it, but they're not going to buy anything because you're not selling. You got to find ways to actually sell to people because if you give away food in the, the grocery store, they're not going to be hungry to buy anything. So, and then they'll get they'll get hostile towards you if you try to sell them something later. So, and and people don't really apply a lot of free stuff. I mean, I'm not saying they never do, but most things that are free, you know, people place a value by what they pay for something. So it's kind of in your best interest and your customer's best interest to sell them something. But it's, it's all about keeping it keeping it what I call infotainment which is merging inf information with entertainment. You can teach, you can give away some stuff, but you sh I don't think you should give away anything that's in your paid product. And if you're talking about an informational product, if you're selling a service that's different, you can tell them whatever you want. In fact, that could help you because they don't want to do it themselves. They just want, they want the confidence that you know how to do it. But let's say you're selling information of some kind. You know, inspire people, tell stories, give checklists of what they're doing wrong or what they could be doing better. Do all that stuff, and people will, will like it. They'll feel like they've been taught something, because they are. I mean, they are. it is valuable in and of itself, but in order to get the real stuff, the tactics, the how-to, that's in the product, and that's where the sell selling comes in. And so is there... What's the balance? I mean, maybe... maybe I don't know if it's, if it's even something that you think about of... of uh, entertainment versus versus information in those messages. Well, I, the, more, the more I do this, the more I, like... The more I'm thinking important entertainment is. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. It's, it's just nobody wants to learn anything anymore. They want to be entertained. If you ask <laughs> 999 of 100 people, what did you do last night? I guarantee you 99 of them will say they watched TV or did something entertaining, while the one maybe said, well, I read a book. <laughs> so I'm not saying you can't, you know, that people are, are illiterate or anything, but I'm just saying the entertainment is what gets their attention. It gets them coming back to hear from you. So even if they're not ready to buy now, the fact that you've taken the time to entertain them and, and care about them and you show them that you understand them, I think it was Dan Kennedy says that people buy and buy more readily when they're in good humor. And I do believe that. Now, some products and markets don't lend themselves to like humor necessarily. There's some serious things out there. If you're selling to market people have like cancer or something, there's nothing funny about that. There's, but you can still tell stories. You can still tell inspirational stories and stories about other people that have gone through it and that sort of thing. And people like to read that. They they look forward to it. They'll they'll want to read it. And then they're, you've kind of gotten them dressed up. And by giving them a link to something to buy to help with that problem, you've given them somewhere to go. They, they want that. So it works works all around pretty well. I subscribe to your your emails and you know listen to your podcast. And I think that you're, you're an exceptional storyteller and that your emails are <laughs> entertaining. You. Have you always had a knack for being funny and, and for entertainment? Or is that something that you've developed as you've gone along? Well, I mean, when I first started out for the first seven years or so, I don't know, first several years at least, I thought you just gave information away and that you weren't supposed to be controversial and that you weren't supposed to rock any boats and you weren't supposed to be opinionated and you're supposed to be this nice polite person that people get in their email and it just doesn't work <laughs> you, yeah it's just like, too, email, too boring it is boring and you can't bore people to death they really can't and i'm not saying people have to be belligerent and they go out there and offend people i'm not saying that at all I'm saying be you. Treat, treat, I treat email, and this is how I suggest everyone do it. Like it's your own talk radio show, like your own podcast if you want to call it. But let's say talk, I like, I like the talk radio analogy better because it has commercials built in. 
And like if you're listening to a talk radio show, they do a segment about one topic and then bam, go to commercial. And that's and nobody minds. In fact, the direct the uh, talk radio industry is like a billion dollar industry of direct marketing. And it's like people it's a very direct response friendly medium. So email is like a text version of like two, three hundred words maybe. It can go more or less, it doesn't matter. But it's like a segment you're getting in, you're getting out, and you're saying, Hey, by the way, I have this solution if you have that problem. And sometimes you can be more blatant than others, but it just depends. But that's basically the gist of it. It's really, I mean, on the front end, kind of overwhelming to think of like for people who haven't put themselves out there in front of people to to go from just like, hey, I have this thing, buy it, to actually like having a voice. I'm curious if for someone who might feel just really intimidated or overwhelmed by that, like what would you say to someone who's starting out and they're like, I don't, I just don't know what to say. Well, they if they don't have something to say then they probably shouldn't be selling to whatever market they're in. If you're going to position yourself as an expert, in whatever market you're in, you should be considered some kind of expert. And you don't have something to say every day, then are you really an expert? I mean, if you're good at something, right, no matter what it is, just somebody listening to this, think of the job you do every day if you're, if you're at a job or a job you've had in the past if you're, you know, if you're not working at a job now. And one that you were at for a few years, you were good at that job. You could probably talk about whatever you did at that job every day in some aspect. Oh, you should have seen this guy I was working with. He did blah, blah, blah happen. Or, man, I had this problem at the job and this happened to that person. Oh, I hate when people say this and do this. This guy got in my face. Whatever. It, it's the same with this. If, if, if whatever it is you're selling, and it doesn't matter what it is, if you know the product well enough and if you know your market well enough, which is even more important, you'll never run out of stuff. To say. Dude, I will never run out of stuff to say. I mean, I can tell you that it's even if I wanted to run, I, I can't. I'm, it's not even a worry for me because I'm constantly in tune with my market and I'm always thinking about what it is I teach and do. And this is in various markets, not just like the one you see, but in like other products I sell. I, I, I will never run out of stuff to say because as long as you know your market, and you know what their problems are and what they want and their desires. You just talk about that and you will never run out of stuff to say. It's all about them anyway at the end of the day. It's just, you know, it depends how you want to approach it. But so, yeah, it's not a problem. It, it feels like you've really you've really mastered that and, and really being in tune because um, I, I know that that there there are times when I've I've felt that that tension of like okay what what what's it going to be today you know what uh, you know how, you know what the solution to that to that is so I didn't mean to interrupt you I was just I was no I was just about to ask like so how do you okay. get more in tune with your, with your audience if that's the direction you're going to go if not we can come back to that well the, okay so here's the analogy I'm going to give so for the last several months I've been taking Wing Chun Kung Fu which is a you know form of there's like 400 types of kung fu's I think this is just one of them, and <laughs> and part of what the first thing you learn is what they call well there's a Chinese name for it but the, we'll just call it the form, where you get in this like very special stance and your arms are a little up like back and a little uncomfortable your legs are locked a very certain way, tense you're like in a powerful state, and you go through this like form with your arms and everything, and my whenever now when I'm learning like how to apply this stuff. Whenever I get stuck on something, my Sifu says, you know what? If you ever get stuck on something, you're trying to, it's the answer's in the form. Because in the form, you go through literally every movement you ever need to know. It's the same in business. If you get stuck, I don't care if it's like your writer's block. It, it doesn't matter what. You don't know how to approach a problem. The answer's always in your market or in your product, Mostly, probably, most likely in your, in your market or both. And you just got to go back and re-look, examine your market. What are they talking about? 
What are they scared of? What, who are they? What's affecting their lives right now? What in the news is affecting their lives right now? Um, we're talking about parents. So, like, you know, your kids are a constant source of fodder, you know? I mean, kids go through all kinds of stuff. Every day they come home and they've learned something new. So why can't you? <laughs> you know, it's like they, they have, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. So you got almost have to make your mind like a child's mind. Open it up to everything. You know, if you get stopped by, let's say you get, for example, let's say you're speeding and you got a ticket today. That's an email. You can somehow turn that, whatever you're, I guarantee you, you can turn that into a, an email about your life and then kind of like segue it into your products. I'm like, you have to think about it sometimes, but you know, that's where it comes in just doing it all the time and getting good at it. But everything is an email. Um, nothing bad happens to an email writer. It's all could be used. For, for right to make I sense. love that everything everything is an email that's a great it really is <laughs> it's a great right. uh, line to live by dude I have done this like at our Oceans 4 Mastermind which is like this mastermind I do with these three other guys a couple times a year um, I remember I was afterwards it was on a Sunday this is the one we did last October I was in I was just hanging with a couple of the guys a couple of the clients in the bar in the hotel bar and I said, mm -hmm. do you guys want to see how this is done? And they're like, <laughs> they're like, because they were having the same problem, right? They they just didn't know how. One guy was selling to yoga, like selling yoga videos. And I said, here's how you saw. Pick an object in this bar, any bar, or any object you want. And he said, well, how about this Corona I'm drinking? Okay, Corona beer. And I simply said, okay. So told a story about this this lady, actually, who was, loved the taste of Corona, loved drinking Corona, but it made her feel bloated and everything. And you know what? If you know how to do yoga right – you can actually have a beer or two and the blow won't even affect you. And, you know, here's some videos I show you. <laughs> so it was just like, I mean, there was more to it than that, but that was the basic gist yeah. of it. You can turn anything into an email if you just think about it. it it's, it's a, it's a practice. I mean, like you've, you've, t and you've clearly, clearly mastered that. Um, but it, it's definitely a challenge that I'm, I'm going to be thinking about is like, yeah, how do I, how do I turn this or that? You know, I go on a walk with my dog and she gets in a, in a fight with another dog. Like, okay. Well, what are you selling? What, what what's something what's something that you sell? Let's turn that into an email right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No. Let's do that. No. So so one thing I was thinking, and so let's let's do this. One thing I was thinking is like we should maybe because it's great to talk about marketing in abstract, but so much more helpful. Like you just gave like in a you know to to put it in concrete and and yeah. um, to give an example. So I was thinking of an example of like let's say that someone who who listens to the show is a nutritionist. Um, okay. She helps helps families build healthy food habits and you know she has a website she does one-on-one -on -one coaching maybe does like uh sells some some meal plan packets um and that kind of thing uh maybe has like an email course that that teaches some of the ideas around um yeah having healthy healthy diet as a family can we can we connect those two with the dog incident yeah 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 oh that's easy dude so i was walking my dog <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about the next I was thinking about like some nutritional problem that everybody's talking that's something controversial it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what it is like are, is eating fats really bad for you or not like that's a big thing going on now the FDA is changing their tune in the food pyramid and all that and suddenly it lost in thought and I noticed like this dog came running up to and started fighting my dog and this reminded me of like the fights that and nutritionists have over things you know they 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 just get in fights and it's vicious fights and it becomes political. And like my two dogs are like the bottom of what embodiment of what that's like. So I yanked my dog away and I kicked the other dog and 
That's what I'm going to do in this. That's what I'm doing in my next product. I'm going to kick away all the garbage, all the stray dog advice, and I'm going to give you the stuff that actually works, that's improving, that I've used it myself as my as my own experiment, my own guinea pig, if you will, my own body, and you know, yada yada yada. So that that's you know, it could be as simple as I love that. It. I love it. It's so it's so good. You should like uh, you should like have a show where you just do that because you are so good at that's it. A good idea. Actually, I think I'll write that down. Yeah, like people could call in and say, <laughs> you could have have one person call in with a, uh, you know, like with a story and then somebody else call, call in with a business and then you kind of, you put the two together or something. Yeah, um, no, that's actually a good idea. I want to write that down because I, I was thinking of something special for my 100th episode which is coming up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. No, because, I, I, I mean, even just hearing examples like that, like for me is like, oh yeah, so he just did that. Like, how can I, you know, how can I do that? Um and I think the more the more we're we're starting to uh, analyze, I guess, some of the marketing messages that that we're we're reading and, and seeing, the more we're able to become, you know, skilled in in doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's great value. <laughs> thanks thanks for that. Yeah. You thanks for it, that man. example. What are some of the you know, I know you, earlier you were just saying, you know, just keep it keep it super simple. And so I don't want to overdo it with, you know, too much about do and don't about marketing but like what are some of the things that people need to just avoid when it comes to look even we could just continue with that same example of that nutritionist like so she's setting up you know she has her her email list and she's she's you know wanting to to start doing more in email marketing what are some things that like maybe you want to she would make sure not to do what are some things to make sure that she does do okay well the here's the two piece of advice that i would give our mythical friend, and yeah, nutritionist, our nutritionist friend. friend. But but this applies to everybody, especially if you're just starting out or you're newish or you're just kind of stuck and confused and not sure who to trust and which way to turn. Um, first of all, get off all the marketing lists. <laughs> like like unsubscribe yeah. my list. Anyone just unsubscribe and maybe the one or two people that you trust the most stay on there that you can't live without. But everyone else, get rid of it. On social media, ignore all sales pitches. Okay, just forget you. Just forget all that stuff because everybody's going to be pitching you the next, next bright shiny object of the month and all that. And what you really just need is the fundamentals. But besides that, I want you to instead, I want you to start spending at least an hour a day, and that's not very much, reading blogs and discussion boards and forums and Reddit threads about with people with your market that are complaining about stuff. So, example. I spent a couple years selling in the weight loss niche. Now I'm not an overweight female, so I don't. I'm not part of that market. I had to learn that market. So I would spend every day, a lot of times, looking at specific like message boards, forums, where heavy women would congregate because you know they have a unique set of problems and challenges that guys like me will never understand. You know, like without studying them, like really learning them. So whatever your market, so if you're a nutritionist, you want to go find specific health problems that you want to specialize in helping with, which is something you should be doing anyway. You want to really specialize. Be the person who helps people with energy or be the person who helps guys with erectile dysfunction or be the guy, be the nutritionist. You know what I mean? Really specialize in like a, a, a problem like that that plagues a lot of people and that's really emotional. Read their read their stuff on blog posts like the the – you know, read blogs about it, but not necessarily the content of the blogs, but the the uh, comments where people are complaining and they're talking about what's not working, what is working, just stories about their everyday life. 
and you will you will be so far ahead of everyone else. First of all, they're giving you stories to use in your emails if you're paying attention. They're using the exact right. They're using the exact language and words that they how they describe the problem. So they, you can do the same thing and not sound like you're really a nutritionist, but you want to sound like you're one of them. So, for example, I've, I sell and I sell an ebook about people for people with prostate problems. Um, you know, I still to this day, I'll st- I, whenever I see people talking about stuff, I want to hear what they're saying. I want to hear what words they're using. It just, you know, you don't have to like freak out about it or like go crazy with it, but just read it. Become one with that market. And you do that. And you, if you do that every day, instead of reading the next sales pitch and just again, focus on putting an attractive offer in front of a receptive audience, you're using their language, you're talking you, stories that are about them. And you basically say, hey, I know that you have this problem. Here's this one guy I know has this problem. Well, if you have that problem, you should check out this product I have or give me a call for a consultation or whatever it is your call to action is. That's what I would suggest everybody do, even if they're, even if someone's kind of a veteran at this. It, it, I'm telling you, getting back into your market, the answer is always in the market. And they are always the markets are always changing. Something that happened yesterday, you know, I was just reading about the Fukushima thing from 2011, the radiation, right? Well, that water's coming toward us at all the time. And I live in Oregon, so I'm kind of affected by that. I mean, that's a problem, like the market. So anyone who's worried about that, for example, you would have you could write emails about that. It's going to affect the fish supply and everything else for the whole country. So that's one example. I mean, keeping abreast of the news and like what affects them and how it affects them. It's all fodder for, for emails and podcasts or whatever it is you're doing. So you mentioned like blogs, discussion boards, Reddit. I've recently just started started in on reddit for the first time i've always been like that world's that world's too weird for me but i found you know a ton of ton of great like you can you find the right subreddits it's it's there's tons to learn there any other like great places that you found to to look you know as far as as tapping into your market well i mean you, you can always just you could just you know when in doubt just google the problem and then like the whatever the problem is like for example i i gave this example in my paid newsletter uh, somebody had asked the question. To, she's a, a confidence coach. Like she shows people how to have more confidence. And, I, and she goes, "How would I get started?" And so, you know, I said, "Okay, I'll, I'm going to use this as a case study." And so I went. I literally, I know nothing about confidence coach. Like this, I know nothing. It took me an hour to do the following. I went to Google. I typed in confidence problems forums, and then some forums came up. And I just read the threads. <laughs> I pulled out emails. And I know nothing about this market at all. I just know that they have a problem. And, you know, it was is that simple. And, you know, if you need help, give me a call for a free 15-minute call, whatever her offer was. It also helps if you find forums where they use that software where you can sort the number of views. Like sometimes some software is what you, you click the, view, the word views and it will sort them so that the most viewed threads from the inception of that board go to the top. And now you're seeing the real hot buttons. Like if something had 10,000 views and the next closest one only had like 2,000 views, that's a hot topic. And the title of that thread may even work as a good subject line because it's obviously gotten some attention. So there's a couple little shortcuts you can use too. And as far as like you're talking about just just getting specific, how do you know when the specific problem is specific enough? So maybe to go back to our nutritionist, our our imaginary nutritionist friend, maybe, you know, nutrition, family nutrition, it's a big category, but maybe like gluten-free nutrition or like, uh, I don't know, some specific allergy but it seems like you could go you could go too far until you know you have something that's so specific that 
there's just not enough people to be interested. It just depends who's on your list. I mean, but you know, there's for a nutritionist at least. Sometimes you can get well. Okay, not even just nutritionists. Let's take my own list for example. Now I talk about email marketing mostly and copywriting, but I'm not above saying, "Hey, I learned this thing about eBay." When I don't know anyone, nobody on my list has ever asked for an eBay product or tip. But who cares? It's like it can still relate to what I'm talking about. So I might do an eBay one. It may not get opened by as many people, but the few people on there who are into eBay are probably going to open it and probably buy something. So you can talk. Let's say you are a nutritionist and you know you want to start narrowing it down. You could talk, you could be the gluten free nutritionist, and then you could become the gluten free, dairy free, soy free nutritionist. You know, it's all going to apply to anybody who's interested in health is going to want to know this stuff. So. You just never know, and and you'll know because you'll get feedback, and and the best feedback you can get is sales. If you see, if you write an email and you get some sales coming in that you're not used to getting, you've probably hit on a hot button, and you should keep writing about that until sales like dwindle away. Talking about it because, you know, strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> That's what I always say. That's great. As far as like, so when you're doing all this collecting and then even just you personally, as you're going through your day and you're like, oh, you think of this great story or this thing that happened to you, do you have like a system of like, oh, I need to hang on to that and like put into Evernote or have a swipe file? What are some of the tools that you use to keep, you know, to keep all your ideas organized? Because you, I mean, you produce a lot. You have emails, you have blog posts, you have podcasts. How do you organize all that? Well, I'm always, I get ideas at the most, you know, inopportune times, of course, like everybody. <laughs> when I'm not around my computer, I'm always. If ever I get an idea for something, or I see a tweet that's interesting that I can use as fodder, or just hear something in regular life, I'll email myself through my phone it to me. And when I get to the computer, I'll I put it in. I use a Mac, and I just use this really simple word processing. And you can use any word processor for this. And I put it in there, and that becomes its own email idea. And I have a file that I just put email ideas in. So I. I probably have like nine or over a thousand. Now, most of these will never be used, but you never know. And I'll go through they're, them. They're, and they're there when you need them. They're there when I need them. And it's good to just have them. It, it, it takes away any anxiety from ever running out of ideas. And so, yeah, it's it's really simple. Whenever you get an idea, capture it and put it in a file where you, they're all where other ideas are. And you'd be amazed at what your subconscious will do. It'll start mixing and matching ideas. And you'd be like, huh. I didn't even think about that, you know, but just you just have to let it happen. You just got to write and eat, write a lot of emails. And I say one a day and you'd be mad, you know, after a month or two, this stuff gets a lot easier. I, I, was, I was about to say is like, it feels like as you do it, like starting, starting is, is the hardest and probably like week one is probably the hardest of the hard. Um, but then the more, the more you do it, it seems like the more you just get into the routine. It can be hard, but you know, that's like with my paid newsletter about email marketing that what people get when they subscribe is they get this book that kind of gives a you know it's like the 120 page book that just goes over the evergreen system i teach but in the back of it i have like this 30-day game plan i'm like okay so on monday day one write a story and tuesday do a checklist and and, you know it helps to have that guide but you know you don't need it You, you really don't need it you just write every day you know a lot of people are writing emails and they're not even realizing it i bet you that our nutritionist mythical nutritionist friend would be, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're, they're already writing a bunch of stuff probably on Facebook. They're probably giving a lecture on Facebook. Oh, I learned this thing. Well, why are you putting that on Facebook and not any, or send it as an email too, because you've just written an email. It doesn't have to be long. It could be a one paragraph if it's good and just tie it into something you sell. 
that's all yeah you mentioned you know the, the length is there is there a sweet spot as far as emails as far as, as length is concerned or is it just as long as it needs to be and no longer well i i liken it to a, a woman's skirt okay okay <laughs> short enough to get attention long enough to cover the details okay it's like okay. It, it really, there really is no like set. like i like to keep mine around 250 300 words but that's just i, I may go less i may go a thousand words it it really is the only the only thing you can do wrong. There's only two things you can do wrong: either not send an email, or make it boring. As long as you're not boring, you're going to be fine. That's where the entertainment comes in. It, it keeps attention. If you're boring, eight words is too much, right? But if you're interesting, two thousand words won't be enough. So just uh, don't don't worry too much about like. Although I will say this for people just starting out writing emails or any kind of writing for that matter, blogs. Here's something that can help you tremendously. Whatever final draft you have go through it one more time and cut out a hundred words and you will and it force your brain to start like making things pithy and saying things taking things out that don't really need to be there i mean this is kind of hardcore writing stuff but it really can help say a hundred words how can i cut a hundred words out of this it'll take you a while the first several times but then you'll you, your brain will just say hey i you know that idea does not need to be here maybe that idea could be its own email some other day but i want to leave that out even though i love this idea it doesn't fit in this email, put it somewhere else for something else. And that's a big challenge that people who write anything always have is they don't know how to kill their darlings, as Stephen King says. Sometimes you got to kill your darlings, your best stuff, but you can always use it for something else later. But, you know, keep it to one idea per email. You just one main idea, make a pitch and get out of there. That's good. In my own writing, I've found often, you know, that I'll start, you know, mixing a few more ideas in. And then often, I mean, the nice thing that often when I get writing, the more I write, the more I like... Like once you get into it, it's easy to to split that off. And there, I just wrote it. I just wrote another email. I just wrote another yeah. blog post, and I'll save that one for tomorrow or whatever. Absolutely, emails beget emails. Ideas beget ideas. And the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. I think one of the the fears uh, that I've had of, as far as emailing my list is like I'm afraid of emailing of emailing too much. I'm afraid that people are going to unsubscribe. And I know that there's part of me that's like, well, if they're going to unsubscribe, they're un going to unsubscribe and better now than later, because then I don't have to pay for them to be on my, be on my list. But there's still that, that fear factor of like, of, of just being annoying. Well, you're only annoying if you're not in their world. So if you're not talking about something that's interesting to them, you're annoying them. Now our nutritionist is going to annoy people if he or she talks about the weather <laughs> or if they talk about something that's not what they signed up for sometimes you can get i mean sometimes you can go off topic there's nothing wrong with that but you're not annoying people if you're boring you're only annoying people if you're boring that's it like i would rather someone who isn't i mean i'm not everyone's cup of tea i'm sure i, I hope i annoy some people and i hope <laughs> that they unsubscribe themselves because i'd rather them get off the list and go find a list they want to be on and there's no hard feelings or anything. I'm not for everyone. Or and even even more important than that, I want them to unsubscribe and not push the spam button. So, it's 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 good. Unsubscribes are good. The, the only fear should be is if somebody isn't adding names to their list. If you're not building your list, then yeah, that that could be a scary thing. You'll run out of people to talk to. But you know that's the only thing. So make sure you always have leads coming in. And I don't know. I mean, I, we we've talked briefly about about just the basics of of leads you know of having an offer um I'm, I'm curious if you have other other thoughts about how to how to keep your list growing well you know everybody has their own way of they like to do some people like to hang out on facebook all day some people you know i know some like my ex copywriting apprentice she um she's pretty good at going into facebook groups and getting people to buy directly i mean and build a list 
doesn't really lend itself to every market. And there's a way of do- actually, I have a podcast episode about that. I, don't, I forget which number it is, but I interviewed her Sweet. on that. I'll, I'll, um, I'll look for but, it and uh, put that in the show notes. Yeah, it was from like a year ago, like last May or something. Not this last May, but 2014, I think. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But you know, there, some people are good with Facebook ads. Some people are good with pay-per-click or pay-per-view. Sometimes, you know, just doing what we're doing, making yourself available for interviews can be a great way to build your list for qualified names. You're not going to get a lot of people usually, but the ones you get have heard you for a half hour, an hour. They like you. They want more. They tend to be very good leads. Uh, you can write articles and put them on sites like easingarticles.com and that sort of thing. So there's there's lots of ways to do it. Um, I don't profess to be like the master lead generator guy. Sure. I wish I was. If yeah. I was, I'd be like a multi, multi, multi millionaire right now. But I'm just not. I'm a conversion guy. Yeah, and you you, you got to have both. And um, so yeah, I appreciate you entertaining that. Just as we're kind of moving towards towards wrapping up here, I'd just love to hear just a little bit. You know, so a lot of our our audiences are parents, some of which like have aspirations of of doing business, and maybe they're you know working nine to five, or or maybe they're you know home with the kids part time and working part time. And I think a lot of a lot of times the the leap to starting a business and um, stepping out is is motivated by by lifestyle goals. I'm just curious yeah. for you what some of what are some of your lifestyle goals, and maybe if you could even speak to like some of <laughs> some of how business has has allowed you like some freedom and and just that side of your life. Well, I'm I'm very grateful for the lifestyle I have. It's it's something I worked hard for, and I think it's something that a lot of people could do if they just stop listening to all the sh- bright shiny object stuff. Mine's very simple. I I mean, if I wanted to, now I work on many things, but if I wanted to, if I if I was really lazy, and I've done this when I was been burned out in the past for like months at a time, I could basically narrow my workday down to like 15 minutes. I could just write an email and go off the rest and, and be fine. And if you build your business right, if you have the right product in place and you're building, you have a list and all that and you have the right product line, you can do that. It's not hard. It's a, In fact, it's simple. It's so simple a lot of people don't. In fact, it's so simple that almost nobody gets it. And the few people who do get it are like usually people who are doing really, really well, but they realize that they can't keep on the pace they're going. They want to simplify it. In fact, there's this guy, Coach Ryan Lee, he's going to have me talk at his event in September about this. He's like, he really wants me to talk about how I've structured my fun, my business, not just funnel, but business, and using just email. And it's because it's something that even people doing like seven plus figures a year will always look, God, man, I'm working my butt off here, you know? Like, how do I do this? I have friends who tell me this. Like, they, they, they really want to know how to do this, and it's very simple, and they have a hard time doing it. But... You know, that's that's the lifestyle to have, especially if you're like a parent. If I was a parent, and maybe someday I'll be a parent, I don't know. But I'd be pretty well off right now. I'd be great. I you know, I, I have I completely control my time. So I think so it's cool. something to aspire to. Yeah. yeah. I've heard you, you know, come back to that a number of times. It's just, just the simplicity um, to, of keeping, yeah, keeping things simple. Um, I feel like that's a big, a big takeaway. Uh, for me, from from a lot of what you've shared. Well, you know, the anthem is Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. There's the anthem. That's what I live by as far as business goes. If I had an anthem, that would be it. That's great. Simple Man. Everybody everybody should have an anthem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. You know, before before we end here, is there you know anything that you'd like to offer to our to our listeners, places for them uh, to to connect with you or? Probably the best place to go from here would be my podcast site, which is bensettleshow.com. 
and we have it set up now so that if you, when you opt, if you opt in, you don't have to. You can just listen to the show if you want to, past shows. You can opt in. I'll give you the first issue of my email players newsletter. It's a PDF. It's a print newsletter, but I give the PDF of the first issue away. It's you know it's a ninety-seven dollar month newsletter. It's a very real retail value of ninety-seven dollars, and you also get access to show transcripts as well. So. If you go to bensettleshow.com, you can either listen to our 80-plus, I don't know how many shows we have up now, but a lot, and get those things. And it's it's all free. We're not charging for anything. And, it, you know, we talk about a lot of this stuff on the show, too. I, that's another reason I think our, my podcast would be a good place because we talk about a lot of these themes in a lot more detail. Awesome. That's super great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to head over there. I don't think I've gotten your... Uh... Your your first issue free there. I want to check that out because that sounds like a cool uh, cool resource. I also love that it's uh, that it's print, you know, and that's that feels like it really makes it stand out in a lot of you know the the, the digital noise that's out there. Um, so that that's that's super cool. Well, I mean the the, the issue I give away is PDF, yeah. but it you know the people who pay, yeah just to make sure there's no totally totally <laughs> no no I wouldn't be able to like pay for that. But yep yep. <laughs> but you know it's the PDF of, yeah so it's that's cool. cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ben, for being on the show. It's been just super, super great having you. And I just appreciate you uh, giving us your time. You're welcome, man. Thank you for having me on. Ben, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It was just so great to just dialogue with you and just so appreciate the value that you shared. I think one of the just a couple of the big takeaways for me, for those listening, just I just love how Ben's approach just of, of keeping it simple. I think that we, we so quickly overcomplicate things. At least I do. I know in my, in my, all of my business endeavors, it's so easy to go from just having an idea of something that you want to write or whatever it might be to then making it into something much, much more complicated. So just, keeping it simple. I love that he said the two things you can do wrong in email marketing is one, not sending an email. And the other is, is to be boring. And so if you're, as long as you're, you're staying in contact and you're, you're being entertaining in the way that you stay in contact, that you're going to have something going, going well for you. And one of the other big takeaways for me is just the idea that it's a practice, that the more you write, the more you engage with people on your list, uh, the easier it gets. Not that it's ever easy, not that it's ever without work, but it begins to feel more natural. And so those are, those are my three big takeaways. I'd love to hear what yours are. So if you want to just head over to startupwithkids.com slash episode 008, you'll see our show notes there. And then just share in the comments what your big takeaways were, if you had any any breakthrough moments in the episode, we'd just love to hear from you. While there, you can check out links to, to the Ben Settle Show. And also, take a moment and just subscribe to our newsletter. We deliver nothing but the best tips, strategies, stories, and successes of parents doing business. And we'd love to have you on our list and stay in contact. Thanks so much, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. <laughs>